And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is Zach and Alex here. We're halfway through Pride Month. Literally every single member of the NASCAR industry was at the beach for their one-off week. And we have another special Pride Month guest today. Alyssa, also known as G-Wiz of the Stars, is here today on the Gay Racing Podcast. Hello, hello, Alyssa. We've wanted you on this podcast for a, a while now, actually. I don't know if you knew that. Like I, Alex, we were literally talking last year trying to get you on this podcast, and I'm glad it's finally happening. So it worked Alyssa, out this year. Yeah. So Alyssa, for what people who I don't, say? for people who don't know I'm you, busy. <laughs> you you are busy, and we're gonna talk about that because you're you're into a lot of different things, not just racing. Um, it's true. But what's so? How? What do you? What do you want the listeners to know about you if they've not heard um, of you before? Hello. My name is Alyssa. I go by the internet username for for a very long time. G was of the stars. Um, related to the racing world, uh, I have some experience in motorsports, some firsthand experience driving, doing pit crew work, uh, behind the scenes. Uh, very limited, uh, but I have definitively gotten my feet wet. Uh, nice. I got into a crash once, so I consider myself <sighs> legit now. Oh, that's legit. Um, yeah, yeah that's I legit. like it. At that point, it's a whole story. We'll get into all that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, beyond that, I'm super into video games. I'm a DJ. I'm a music composer uh, for video games, including a racing game that's coming out pretty soon called Victory Heat Rally. Um, And more. Uh, There's a lot. Uh, I I don't know. I I just like to do stuff. It's fun. No, I've been waiting for a new racing game now. Hold up. Victory Heat Rally. I'm just typing that down. Write that one down. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. That's awesome. I um, snuck in a lot of references too in the soundtrack and video uh, the, game the music. I, on. I love yeah, video yeah. game music. It's such an under underappreciated genre, just because there's just it really is. I I, I don't I don't want to get into it. It's this whole tangent, but <laughs> um, but let's talk about while you know obviously we're a racing podcast. Let's talk about like um you know you and your time in the racing world and like. Were there any intersections with you being um, of the LGBTQ plus community and like, you know, in the racing world? Were you out when you did racing? Um, Just how like what happened? Yes and no. It's a complicated story, actually. It's kind of a long story, but um, go for it. You know, essentially the the TLDR, TLDL, listen, I guess, is that. um, Oh, (laughs) Yeah, I had to think about that um, one. I was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> don't, throwing these new letters I, at me. <laughs> I just no. It's okay. I'm literally mind. Clint Boyer. I'm it's, just literally Clint Boyer. Nothing's up here. We love we love Clint Boyer, um, man of the people. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. As a kid, I was really into go karting, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, my parents were you know the average uh, had the average income and wealth of that of a NASCAR family. Uh, back in the day, you know, it's, <laughs> let's be let's be real. Like you have to have right. a lot of money to do motorsports, right? Yes. And you do. thankfully, right. as a kid, as a little little kid, a very young kid, uh, I had the opportunity to do a lot of go karting. Uh, awesome. It was really cool. It was really fun. I got to uh, do that while I was doing like super early PC sim stuff of NASCAR. So you know, and I racing now is like every everybody's thing. Right. But I'm talking about like NASCAR racing papyrus stuff back in oh, the '90s with the yes. wheel and stuff like that. Nice. So That's awesome. That between that and go kart racing, I was like, you know, the 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 the, 
Was it the William Byron meme where it's like, who's on a computer? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he started right, right. racing on like a that, computer. But, <laughs> that, but imagine the mid nineties or something like right. that. Really, you're like, it, it was really cool. Wow. Uh, my dad was really into motorsports. My mom was really into motorsports right. uh, like and cars, thing. and also, you know, uh, we're really into like computers and got me into video games at a really young age and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. but you know, uh, as I grew up, uh, you know. The, in the 2000s, there was the, you know, uh, the economy collapsed. Uh, there wasn't really an opportunity uh, for me to pursue um, a racing career. And to be honest, I wasn't really looking for it in, like, high school and college years because I was doing a lot of music stuff. I was, like, touring in bands. I was DJing, uh, composing music for video games and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I was always watching NASCAR. You know, it was always a big part of my life, stock car racing specifically. Um, mm-hmm. which was what my aspiration as a child always was to do is drive, you know, a stock car someday. Wow. Um, I wanted to be in the cup series when I was a little kid. Period. Like that was my dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I wanted. Like Terry Labonte, Mark Martin, Bill Elliott. That's who I grew up watching. Uh, like I've been to a, a lot of like, um, really like monumental Winston cup races, like namely like the one that I think really sticks out is Dale jr's first cup win when Dale oh, senior is there. And, like, pull him out of the car. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Like super fun. Was Texas uh, like, um, was Texas like your home track? It was. Yeah. Cause wow. I grew up in Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, so here's something that you probably don't hear very often. And this is a whole other conversation too, but you know how they left North Wilkesboro for Texas to pursue a new demographic. Yes. Right. I'm an example of it working for that specific endeavor. Now, North Wilkesboro, Spicy. I'm so glad is back. This is the team. I'm so glad is. Yeah, this is the team. Now, I I know a lot of people want to get their pitchforks and. I hope people are right mad now, right, right now. Out. Make hear, them mad. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, I'm no. hearing North you. Wilkesboro deserves its resurgence right now because <laughs> Texas Motor Speedway fell off hard. Don't get me wrong. Texas right. Motor Speedway in 1997 had a place. I think I stand um, Texas in like 2012. I stand that place legitimately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They had many good years. Yes. Many good years and many good years. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) pull it back. They need a lot of good years now. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. It was like, oh man, last fall. Um, uh, Went to some IndyCar races. I've. Uh, in, in Texas back then too, uh, the one that was delayed because of the the, the high speeds. I don't know if y'all remember that. Two thousand one, maybe. Oh no, girl, like I was one. <laughs> okay. I was one. I, I don't know if y'all know. <laughs> I, know you're talk- I know what you're talking about. I did yeah, not know that. Some, Damn. There's there's. It was a long time ago. I was very young. Um. Anyway, as an adult, I wasn't really like pursuing racing necessarily. I, it was, I'm, you know, I was like scrounging together money to go get a taco at Jack in the Box, like in my twenties, right. right? So, <laughs> like, how the hell am I gonna go racing? You know, and I was getting back into racing. Like, I was really inspired when I saw Dale Junior's twenty fourteen Daytona win. Oh. I was like, oh my god! I was like, I remember seeing mm. his first win as a kid. Shut I was just, like up. so emotional. Oh. And I was just like, I need to pursue this dream again. Oh, I my need god. to. And wouldn't you know? Then I'm also having a gender awakening at the same time. And that sucks in 2014 NASCAR world. Yes. Let me tell you. Right. Uh, I remember seeing things like these days, r slash NASCAR on Reddit is a pretty 
chill place most of the time when they're not arguing within each other. But I don't care when they argue about NASCAR and stuff like that. But back in the day, there there was a there was more comments yeah. that got by. I think back you know ten years ago or so that whenever mm-hmm. I was trying to dip my feet back into the sport in a meaningful way with what I had at the time, which was just no money and an internet connection, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Back then, I was just like really kind of hurt to see the things, and yeah. I, I really was scared. Honestly, there was a time when I was starting to learn that I wanted to transition to a woman that I thought that being more into NASCAR would like straighten me out and make me back into being a guy and get this weird thing wow. that I'm going through. I thought that to myself in like 2013, 14. But the good news is, is there was a lot of supportive people in my life and I've had nothing but support in my life for anything I want to try whether that's a gender transition, whether that's racing. And, you know, a couple years went by, me trying to figure my feelings out, all the while still trying to figure out feelings about racing, too. Like, these two things I was tackling at the same time. In 2015, I did a one of the, like, you know, uh, NASCAR experience drives, like rides, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Dale Jarrett experience at texas motor speedway this is before they repaved it and ruined the first two turns yeah (laughs) um it was sick i'll never forget the feeling of even then these cars don't go very fast right they they, they go like i think like one something like not not even approaching probably 150 or 160 if i had to guess you know going down the back stretch but you know just the feeling i'm gone the feeling of going down the back stretch at texas for the first time was incredible and i was like i i want this in some sort of legitimate way not in a you know yeah a gifty know exactly as what a stocking stuffer you I know mean, you you want you want to be there doing the real thing you know yeah and yeah you know for a while there i beat myself up really hard about these two things in in tandem not like tandem drafting but like in literal mm-hmm. tandem like yeah like, oh, you know, my chance to race professionally is long gone. And, you know, if I transition, it's going to be gone forever. You know, that was my thought. And, you know, uh, I pro- this is a heavy topic, by the way. I haven't talked about this in years. No, so this I apologize is, if I, like, no, this is literally, I almost started you know? crying. Like, I, this well, is great. I'll, I'll keep going it. then. Um, <laughs> been 120 there, something episodes and I haven't cried yet. <laughs> there was a lot of well-meaning people in my life at the time mm-hmm. who were telling me things that weren't true. And let me explain what I mean. Mm-hmm. There were people who were like, yes, you can start hormones. Yes, you can dress however you want. Yes, you can be the person you want to be. Yes, you should be afraid if you try to go pursue racing. Yes, people will hate crime you. Yes, it's nothing but ignorant people. Yes, the people you grew up looking up to would hate you. Like, and they say this to try and protect me. But there were some people in my life who, again, well-meaning. I don't hold any resentment about these concerns that they express. But the stereotype of NASCAR fans is so bad in the mid-2010s that yeah. they're compelled to say this to warn me. If I show up at the track in a certain way... You know, should I be scared for my life or something like that? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, mean, even just like in 2020, 
Mm, Alex, we talk oh, about yeah. this literally. We've talked about it like every single podcast episode this month of like three years ago, the culture was completely different. Just absolutely because completely different. None of that, none of this pride, none of this pride kind of movement or whatever you want to call it in the racing world had had even like had a little drop. Nothing started. So Yeah. Yeah. It like it really wasn't that long ago. And there's still so think about the people that are at NASCAR races watching NASCAR. It's not like it's a completely different set of people. Of course not. Right. It's uh I think yep. North Wilkesboro, unfortunately, some of the things we saw and heard I mean, out of that race recently yes. speak we, for themselves. What you know? whatever I mean, you yeah. just have to look at Bubba Wallace, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, he's unfortunately the the magnet for all of that like negativity and bigotry. I will just say it's bigotry. Um, oh, yeah. that's, he's, you know, it's, it's not like it's hidden. They, they, they don't hide it. Even if they want to act like they, they are, they, they don't hide it. So. Right. It's very yeah. much still out there. And want to get back to your story. I want to ask though, what was your reaction when NASCAR posted fried tweet a few years ago for the very first time? what did you think of that? Uh, I was kind of moved honestly in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people, Rightfully so, we'll chalk up things to rainbow capitalism to, you know, they're just trying to make sure. a buck. But I think it means something different in NASCAR right now. And I think it means something different when you can look at any of those initiatives be, from any company and you look at the people behind it, you know. Yes, sometimes companies take advantage of a situation, but I don't, as you know, someone who's gone through my experiences, I don't feel that way about NASCAR personally, you know, so. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Where were we? Help me out. Uh, um, we were kind of mostly just going through your story about like in the racing mm. world, um, and then also just being transgen- transgender in that intersection. I just hit the hell out of my yeah. mic. I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of well-meaning people in my life were warning me about what I should expect by getting into this world. You know, beyond just going to races and stuff like that mm-hmm. and sitting in the stands. You know, if I want to go be behind the wall or I want to drive a car or I want to work on a car, you know, I need to essentially not is what a lot of people were trying to tell me or watch my back. Um, And, you know, to be honest with y'all, it is so hard. It is so hard. Even with a little bit of money, it is so hard to find a place to go racing these days in in stock car racing. You know, it it is the least accessible thing and it is so difficult to find someone when you're on the outside looking in like my mom and dad never raced you know i'm first generation in terms of you know driving my mom and dad did sponsorship for stock car racing but uh never did like any like actual hands-on stuff so i had no connections at all um yeah and i was hitting up you know like Websites that looked like they were made in 1999 for teams that hadn't updated them since 2005, but were still running, you know, late oh model stuff God. in 2014, 2015, 2016. So I'm just sending these blunt, cold emails. And obviously in these emails, at this point, I'm taking hormones, right? 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, somewhere around then. And I'm trying to find somewhere to where I can just get my feet wet. That's all I wanted to do, because in my mind at the time, this is the only chance I'll ever have, because once I get, am on hormones for, you know, five, ten more months, and I'm showing and I can't go back, you know, in my mind, or I wouldn't ever go back, 
obviously, uh, me being me, uh, I, I thought this is it. This is my only chance to ever pursue the dream I had as a little kid. And if I don't do it right, I'll never get to. And uh, thankfully, the right opportunity came along at the right time with the right people. And I can could not be more thankful enough to them. Um, basically, long story short, the cold emailing worked eventually. Uh, it Great. Worked. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was Idaho in 2017. It was um, Meridian Speedway. Um, I was invited to come up for a few weekends to test cars. Uh, for a now-defunct group called Patriot Motorsports. Um, a lot of people would know them because they were co-owned by Jesse Awuji and were one of the, uh, oh, okay. like, you know, I say his name and, and people often be like, oh, oh Jesse Everyone Uwuji, has a know? reaction to uh, yeah, Jesse Awuji. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> we, Look, we all get it. I get it. I get it. It has to be blocked on Twitter. I get it. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're You're one of many... But, you know, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. He co-owned the team. Uh, and specifically, I'll, I won't name names here for the people who are working behind the scenes who aren't really public figures. But um, mm -hmm. uh, some people on that team really, really, really did kind of, like, help me get my feet wet for the first time. I remember going out there in a... Uh, I, I drove a couple different cars over the course of a few different weekends. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Driving a, a what was it a, a, a modified that was it I was driving a modified hell yeah and I was just I was playing it was like I was playing an arcade game I was out there just fucking going I was like I'm gonna go as fast as possible oh every lap and like fifty good laps in I come off turn four and I got two wheels up on the <laughs> fucking wall and I'm like. I get back down, and then because uh, of my own lack of experience, the car stalls, and I don't know how to turn it back on. Oh, no. So I'm just sitting there waiting for the, the tow truck oh, to no. push me along back to the pits. And uh, he does, and, it's, and I get out, and the whole team is looking at the car, and uh, I'm looking at the car, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, then I total it. Is it, <laughs> is, it like, is it total? Are, are we? Or is it going to race this weekend? There's a race this right. weekend. We're gonna. Is there going to be a race? And uh, they're all concerned about me because I just had my first stock car racing wreck, you know, and it was pretty yeah. bad. Like we don't. Right. Yeah, we don't hear about that because like, we mostly <laughs> pay attention to top level. But I guess like at that level, there's drivers that are having their very first wrecks. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, and. I'm like, no, guys, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm yeah, good. fix the car. We're, 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 Come on. Let's, let's go out the car. Like, <laughs> let me let me get and, back in. Yeah, give me a wrench. I was like, like <laughs> I was already, I was going to like to the team owners. I'm like, Come on, guys, give me another chance. I wanted, to, you know, like, and <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I was pretty fucked up. Excuse my language. I was pretty messed up I, over good. it. You know, <laughs> I. Uh, and you know, I wasn't really upset in the moment. I was like, damn. I was just like upset at myself and like. One of the people who worked on the team, bless his heart, he'll, he he played a big role in me, like, coming to terms with everything that was going on. I, 
Important thing to note. I'm on hormones, but I'm not presenting at this point. So mentally, okay. I'm going through a gender transition while I'm... And I'm hiding it. I got my hair cut for this. Like, I had long hair, and I got it cut short. Not because anyone in this team made me feel like I needed to. But because I was warned by well-meaning but misguided voices in my life and doubts in myself. Mm-hmm. You know? I, was, I remember there's a photo of me from that weekend. And it's just, it's weird. Because right. the person is, you know, not matching the clothes that they're presenting. The, the lack of confidence shows. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fear shows. Mm-hmm. So, but... You know, I hop off a plane, I, I, I spin some good laps, and then I wreck a modified off turn four. And uh, I go back to my Airbnb, which I'm surprised Airbnbs are still a thing. I, whole other they are. Yeah. Alex yeah, and I have great experience yeah. with one. <laughs> yeah. Listen to our Iowa episode last year to hear where we almost okay. thought we were going to die. Fun times. <laughs> State Center, Iowa. <laughs> God, population we literally all, uh... under one thousand. Like, oh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. It's a similar vibe out there in Idaho. Which, by the way, I didn't realize the movie Napoleon Dynamite was filmed in Idaho. But once oh. you learn that and you've been to Idaho, it makes oh. total sense. The movie Cars was filmed in State Center, Iowa. It was Radiator Springs, literally. <laughs> it looked like Radiator Springs. It had a main street. It's so messed up. I've never seen Cars. I've never what? seen Cars. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's There's three up. of them. I know, and they have like good cameos too. I've, I've, well, I've about it. well, if you're a, how, can I ask how old are you? Are you? Are you? Yeah, I'm 31. Okay, so like, so Cars came out probably like when you were no, no six high school. Yeah, I was. I was so maybe high school. that's fair. So maybe you missed like the. It's too edgy. Yeah, I was like, I I'd recommend it. I want to get if you want a good time. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> But I, that's crazy. Yeah. I always just see, like, Cars to me looks like it's for it's supposed to be for a gas station advertisement. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just the characters in it. They, like, <laughs> I don't that's know. That's funny. Anyway, racing story. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's almost complete. I'm sorry. No, you're good. This is great. No, go for it. Um, I'm invested at this point, so you have to finish it. Okay. I'm back in the Airbnb. This is my first weekend with this team. This is my first time not doing something that was recreational or, you know, go-karting or something like that, you know. And I was then I, I was talking to my mom and that's when like all the emotion came out. When I was back with my mom talking to her about what happened, about me hiding about me driving, about how we probably don't have a car for the weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, the next day, uh, they put, instead of me, they put Nick Cunningham, who's an Olympic athlete. He did the, the sledding with, um, with Dale Jr. Oh. a few years ago at the Olympics. The- they put him in the car. He did pretty good for his first time. Uh, he did a heat race, uh, and, and for no fault of his own, I think something from my wreck <laughs> probably took him out because oh, no. <laughs> the car just fucking 
in turn three just turned around like and he limped it back it, I, oh. I have not seen that 14 modified race since so i, I want to take credit for killing it um but i don't know uh anyway i came back later i came back later and drove some more did some more testing uh turned laps and didn't wreck got good advice and learned I did turn some laps that were like small track was like a tenth off of like you know professional level in that type of car at that track and I was like I feel good about that that's good you know yeah. I felt good about that when I got out I was frustrated that I wasn't doing better than I wanted to because I'm I'm very competitive yeah yeah you know I know exactly um, how you feel <laughs> and for the second weekend the team was like we're putting someone with more experience in the car. So I had been up there. And look, there's nothing against the team. It was the right yeah. choice to make. I was too. I don't have enough experience. It's just how it then. is. Mm-hmm. You, know. you know, it is. Um, but I'd spent so much money to get there. And I, like I told you all, you know, I, I had no income at the time, you know. Um, and so someone who, you know, worked on that team who is, you know, was very, very supportive of me throughout this whole thing it was like is it just money that's bothering you and i was like no it's more than that and i started like choking up and stuff mm-hmm. and he's like come on let's go talk and we had a really good conversation you know he talked about some of the things that jesse had been through when he was you know early on in the team he talked about you know how there's a lot of people who want to either weaponize or use your identity as a defense. And you got to recognize that. And that more, most of all, what he told me, what I, you know, really took to my heart was that you were brave for doing this. Wow. With all things said, you're very brave for doing this. And then (laughs) he pointed this one kid who was testing out there and not turning good lap times at all. I think he was inspired by Kyle Larson because he was just driving against the wall the whole time, which was not an optimal racing line at all. And he's like, look, you're not as bad as that kid, right? (laughs) And then um, later on, you know, I was gearing up to do some more laps. And this one guy who worked at the track was like, I remember you. You wrecked that modified. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were grilling me, me for a bit. Like, That's me. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, but you're back. And I was like, I am back. He's like, people rarely come back from their first tracks. And oh. I was like, really? Because okay. it had Damn. fucked me up like since I had been away from since that first track. I was scared to drive my passenger car. Oh, my God. When I got back. I was traumatized. Yeah. But I came back and I turned laps. And I earned a little bit of respect, a tiny bit of yeah. respect. Sounds like it. And you know what? If that ain't the story of a driver, I don't know what is. So, you know, I've gotten to do a little things here and there. But again, was very, very poor in my 20s. Uh, at this point in my life, I have a little bit more income. But finding drives or, or finding a ride on a local level is even harder, I feel like, than it was oh, yeah. eight years ago. I mean, um, the economy has gotten yeah. worse, even. So it's like you know, yeah. race teams can barely afford tires. Like, <laughs> so mm-hmm. oh. it's my long-term goal to win a race at Irwindale Speedway in my own equipment at some point in my life. Wow! Still, you know, even awesome. if that's the heat, it is still my goal. Wow, that and is awesome. That's where I'm at. The end. 
Oh. It's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Listen, I didn't know you were going to share that. That was amazing. I mean, Thank we've had that, Alyssa. We've had That's a lot of race car drivers on this show, and your story has been the most like heart touching. Number one, in depth, like there's just a lot of little stories in that one story. So, like, thank you for sharing that. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. Thank you for having and me. trusting us to show that. Yeah. yeah. No, y'all are cool. Like, I like what y'all are doing. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think this is the kind of story that doesn't get told very often in racing. I think oh, that definitely not. we're right. on the same page that NASCAR supports LGBTQ people. We're on the same page that, that folks yeah. like that are welcome at races. Yes. Uh, and are welcome in participation. Uh, but you don't hear about it very often. No. And so, yeah. And that's sure. kind of part of our responsibility. We're just trying to amplify the voices, um, like yours in the racing world and just in general, you know, gay people that like and do racing exist. So 100%. we're right here. For sure. <laughs> cheers to that. Lads. Yep. Cheers. <laughs> cheers to there. Cheers oh to my that. gosh. Um, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so let's go ahead and transition over so to some of the other things you do in your life. Um, so let's, let's talk about racing video games first, because I, I hear you're into video games, and I am also into video games. So what's what's your favorite racing video game? Just Tough question. I know, it's a so, tough question. There's so many out there. Um, a great game designer, Negoshi-san. He designed two of my favorite games of all time, which are both racing games. Those games are The Goat, Daytona USA, greatest <laughs> stock car racing game ever made. Wow. Great game. And The Goat, F-Zero GX, best futuristic oh racing God. game ever made. Wait, On they have the same... GameCube director. Um, whoa. I guess so. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of both those games. Uh, I When I was a little kid... Um, it was my interest in racing that led me to Daytona USA. And as an adult, it was me, like, cl climbing leaderboards on Daytona USA, getting as high as sixth in one category uh, worldwide, uh, wow. that I think kind of helped motivate me back into racing, in a way. So uh, Daytona USA has always been an important game for me. Uh, F-Zero GX is just an incredible experience. There's not in many racing games like it. God. So. And they, how about like... y'all? <laughs> they don't even make F Zero anymore, which is kind of sad. They don't. Because it's not. I've never played an F Zero game. No, yeah, they haven't made they one made since like one. I was five. Like, <laughs> it's crazy because <laughs> it's it's. I mean, Mario Kart's not the same. Like, you you can have more than one racing series Nintendo, but it's you know what yeah. do I know? I don't um, even know what my favorite is. I mean, I, it is I Mario think... Kart, but I don't want to make that sound like it's a basic answer because I love like yeah the track design that they're able to come up with oh, yeah. and just all the new things that they seem to bring in like in every like iteration of it. Like I like I was eleven making Mario Kart tracks in my journal and then like oh, my designing all these track names like Red Ch or Red Shell River and stuff like oh. drawing the cart. <laughs> the carts and like filling out the character roster who's going to be in it i was designing my own mario kart like i was all up Pin on the, it it makes sense for them to make a mario kart maker at some point in the future right yeah yes. about it. so that'd be so. fun i think my favorite 
racing game it's probably nascar thunder row four you hear people oh, say that a lot yeah, it's a go. classic i love it um more recent it's probably the world of outlaws game i hype cool. that game up yeah. every chance i get that game is phenomenal the ai is some of the best yeah. i've ever played against i love a good realistic motorsports like I guess not like sim. It doesn't have to be like a racing, like a car sim, but something that simulates the world of like whatever series you're in. Like the F1 games do that well, where it's like you actually feel like you're in real F1 and you're actually a race car driver. That's what I want. Like that's why I racing, I don't really have interest in it because I don't want to just race the cars. I want to be in the world of NASCAR, the world of F1. The world of IndyCar. I want IndyCar video game. Please. Oh my that's going to that, 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 that's gonna be good, not whatever motorsports games is going to do. Because, but, yeah. Zach, you got into NASCAR because of a racing video Literally, game. Literally, I randomly... So the importance of them are very important. Didn't I expl- what a mini. Did I explain this on a previous episode? I think I did, but I bought it's- NASCAR 07 like, yeah. randomly. Well, I didn't buy it. My grandma bought it for me because I picked it out at Toys R Us like randomly. It had Elliot Sadler on the cover, uh, so I don't know why I, I was like, "Ooh, one. I want that like, one." What Xbox Three Sixty? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. oh my gosh. Um. So that and I played it. I'm like, this is cool. I'm gonna watch NASCAR now, like, because <laughs> I already I knew that. about it. My dad liked it, so yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. That's I mean, why. Like, yeah. That's the potential that's not being realized right now across. Yeah, like, all of maybe them. everything but F one. You, if you live yeah. basically, because if you want young people to really get into your sport, make a banger ass video game for it. Oh yeah, and just, World of Outlaws saying. and SRX both did that. Yep. And I went to they World did. of Outlaws race for the first time in April, and it made me much more enticing, more enticed to go to World of Outlaws race because of the video game. So I believe it definitely helps. And. Next thing I want to ask you about is your actual music career, because you've been doing music for a very long time. You are a DJ, and you do live streams. The rumors are true. You do VTube stuff. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, God. Um, Okay. Yeah. Tell us about your music career. Whatever you like to talk about. Uh, Okay. Uh, Open question. What's to say? say? Um, I've been doing music for a really long time. See, my dad... My dad and mom were both musicians and into motorsports, so I've kind of carried on both of those things to a degree. Um, Yeah, you know, and I was really big on, like, early internet piracy, admittedly, like LimeWire, like Mm. downloading songs, you know, MP3s. Uh, Every song you download ends up being Soldier Boy. It's kind of like a thing that would happen. But uh, (laughs) And I got really into, like, you know, trance, happy hardcore uh, all kinds of different music genres that I had never heard before because I, they were just so easily accessible on those old like piracy uh, applications. And so naturally I got into wanting to make that kind of music because I kind of had the musician brain I was born into. I was just like, ooh, I was fiending to make music. Uh, and <laughs> there was this girl I liked and she was like, I like music like this. It was kind of the music I had downloaded. And I was just like, I'm going to make stuff like that. Because I was going to impress her. But, oh you know, my god! Kind of I am. You know? <laughs> I'm still doing it here. Something like close to 20 years later. So, oh um... Gosh. That's amazing. It's, uh... It's been fun. I've been in a lot of different bands. Uh, different genres. Uh, I've been DJing a whole lot. And 
one thing I've kind of started to do over the last few years is since I spin stuff that's usually around 200 to 208 beats per minute, I call it NASCORE. And it's like hardcore, <laughs> but you know, it's like about the same. That's cool. Would be like, you know, the same as miles per hour, you know? Yeah. 200, 208. Yeah. yeah. That's um, cool. And yeah, uh, playing at Mag West in San Jose, California, uh, here on. July fourteenth, fifteenth, something mm-hmm. like that. One of those days. So keep an eye out. And uh, cool. always doing more music stuff. Um, it's kind of my my fun thing I do that I don't have to be rich to do, which is nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And following you on like Twitter, you're always posting like I'm streaming and I'm doing like a DJing thing, or you're at yeah. another concert. Like you're busy. Like how do you do that? Stay like busy. how do you just go in uh, from concert to concert? I grew up in the music scene. Like I grew up, it's wild. Yeah. So like, I this is a whole other story. But like, my dad was a big, you know, show promoter back in the day. I remember being picked up at my school from my dad, like in a limo, going to the airport, picking up Beyonce and Girl. Uh, Destiny's Child. Yeah. And what's that? What's that reaction meme? Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> As a kid, I was what? like super exposed to music industry stuff. Oh my! Because my God. dad in Oklahoma, he was like the, he was the big fish at one point when it came to promotion. You know, he was yeah. promoting all kinds of acts, all different kinds of sounds. You know, I was doing like homework at shows. You know, as a kid growing oh my up. Gosh. So. Wow. You know, naturally, yeah. I don't know. I. Uh, I can't remember. The, what so was the that question? whole that whole like atmosphere, I guess, of like doing shows and stuff. That's not really that wasn't really strange to you when you started performing, no. was it? Wow. No. And I also, I mean, I'm someone who's really into DIY. Like as much as I was like raised in the industry of music, like I prefer like shows that happen at like you know back alleys and yeah, in, like, low key stuff. stores and yeah like yeah. you know i did diy touring in different bands you know I, I played south by southwest a whole bunch of times uh that's back cool. in the uh back back in the obama years so um <laughs> you know uh catch me yeah again catch me in july i also am a vtuber i'm always streaming uh i Terminally online, like I said earlier. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see all kinds of stuff. And then I delete a lot of those tweets because I'm embarrassed later. So look forward to that. Um, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, the question that came to mind is, uh, how did you come up with the name G-Wiz of the Stars? Oh, yeah. I'm curious about that. That's yes, yes. I'm glad you asked. So. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um <laughs> i've been waiting for grade, this uh, question <laughs> so okay i have like i'm kind of like on one constantly it feels like i don't know i've always had kind of like an energy about me and i think that's what motivated this kid when i was in fourth grade when we got these vocab sheets like vocabulary sheets God. one of the things on it was the phrase g whiz like g like g-e-e dash whiz yeah, yeah, yeah. w-h-i-z and um my name at the time, I wasn't going by Alyssa, but my name started with the letter G. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kid was like, oh, that's kind of like you, because like, your name starts with a G, and you're like a whiz. So you're like G-Wiz. G-Wiz. And I was like... Yo, G-Wiz in the house. <laughs> yeah, I was like, at the time, I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. That's People cool. kept calling me it for a long time. Oh, my god! And then I remember I signed up for Neopets. 
neopets.com. Period. And As one does. They couldn't put a dash. So <sighs> that's why it's just GWIZ. And it's been that way ever since. Right. Okay. Uh, of the stars. So Neopets. Comes later. Okay. I got my, I started on MarioKartWii.com. So. Hey, classic. Hey, are you. The Mario Kart Wii scene is nuts. Okay. It is. It's like. It's impressive. It's like the it's like Smash Bros. Melee, basically. Exactly. Like, people are gonna be playing that game in twenty years. Still, uh, people min max the Funky Kong build. Yes. you know, uh, yep. like that game's gonna outlive us, as it should. Probably yeah. belongs to the people. <laughs> as it should. Man. Sorry, <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto. It belongs to the people. Um, but uh. What are we talking about? I don't know. I, I, I have ADHD too. I don't know why you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I got G-Wiz. And then of the stars yeah, yeah. is because I'm just someone who's always been very like. Ambitious. Cosmos inspired. Not even like of the stars, like 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 famous people. More like of the stars up above. Yeah, more like, I get that. Or yeah. space. I don't know. I've always been like one for like sci-fi and. Internet okay. culture and just kind of, you know, for some reason, we all know Mario. We're talking about Mario Kart. My door sounds like Luma from Mario Galaxy. Yeah, I, I saw your video the other day. Yes, that on Twitter. Funny. It's so oh weird. I love that. It sounds like Luma. So I got G Wiz of the Stars. It was it was bound to be. That's perfect. It's also like a way because so many people go by G Wiz. It's a kind of common nickname. Yeah, it's a way to mm. differentiate. So that's awesome. Nice. And I wanted to ask about live streaming because Zach does this, some live streaming every once in a while. You do like VTuber stuff. Yeah. Um, when you stream, do you like play games or are you doing like DJing stuff? Like, what do you do like on your streams? <laughs> All of my streams are psyops. Um, I don't know. Uh, what does that mean? My streams are a psychological operation. Like I'm like I'm the propaganda. Like I'm astroturfing. I don't know. Um, no, my all my streams are. I don't know. I'm not like a consistent streamer, but I do have a VTuber model that's like super high end. Like uh, I was able to get that before the VTuber uh, surge of 2020. So mm. like I was able mm. to get, you know, something a little nice before it became more expensive. Yeah. You know, um, I stream games. I stream music production. I stream YouTube. I stream me just acting weird sometimes because I don't know. I like <laughs> to just be silly on the internet like i'm I'm kind of an internet troll that's i've, I've been around a long oh, time i've been involved in a lot of at this point forums. i basically just troll like, racing twitter like i tweeted I mean, today you just be yourself and no matter who you are just be yourself and you'll troll nascar twitter i, I tweeted like, about um, real. male parts in a face today on twitter so that's fun um anyways mm. <laughs> um joe you know max God. pappas has me blocked on twitter i do now what happened did you slap somebody? Like, <laughs> you made a bad tweet about the target situation. Oh, and I was just like, I called oh. him on it. I was just like, you just shouldn't have tweeted this. And yeah. he, he was so offended that he blocked me and then deleted his own tweet. Interesting. <laughs> oh, he was very upset, man. Because you, you also talk. have like a pretty like big following. I will say, big compared to you know what me and Alex have. Like, you have twenty one thousand followers sucks. on Twitter. Because I have a bunch of followers, but. I've terrible engagement because they're all from different things because like i do so much different stuff oh so, like, if i tweet about racing like it'll get like 20 likes but yeah like, it's seen by so many people who have no idea what i'm talking about but if i tweet about video games and it gets seen by racing people who might not have any i idea literally what I'm talking about. And 
yeah. for other things too. DJing. I know Splatoon people that follow you. I know racing people that follow you. I see like YouTubers that follow you. Like, yeah, I I, I completely get Been that. That's why time. I have two completely different Twitter accounts. So y'all don't see me talk about Splatoon. I have the private. Yeah, I, Same. whatever you do, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah I've I, been all around a long time, so I had to do the same thing. I have a second account just to talk about video games and stuff. Just keep on that. Yeah, I totally get that though. Um, before we get into our guest question, is there anything else you'd like to say that you haven't said, or anything else you want to touch on? Mm, uh, on behalf of everyone who attended the 1997 uh, uh, first annual race at texas motor speedway for the nascar's cup series i want to say congratulations to north wilkesboro don't kill me after this podcast gets published i'm happy for you um not happy with who won but you know what it's okay um Wait, who won the five car um ooh, <laughs> you shall not be named <laughs> I, so, okay i was at the clash at the coliseum the first year they did it and right. like oh uh, it was like they were out. They were doing the driver intros, yeah. and like they got the Kyle Larson, and it was like mostly cheers, a couple of boos, and then some people like near me who were like cheering really loud. Oh, really? Hendrick, loud. Well, yeah, like you know, I see. And it's like, yeah. and I was gonna give them shit because I was like, oh, you're, y'all are sus. I was, I was giving them like a little shit, like <laughs> I was talking some shit, and then they were like, come on. I was like, okay. I left them alone after that, but you know, I always <laughs> like to troll the Kyle Larson fans because it's easy. Um, uh, who are y'all? Yeah, those those drivers? damn. Well, that's that's a great question to ask Zach after <laughs> yeah. you just said all that. Who, who y'all's drivers? I'll roast y'all no matter who they are. Go for it. I, I like Kyle I know Larson. Well. You like Kyle Larson? Yeah, he's got a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong; he's really good on dirt. <laughs> He's kind of a brat, but it's okay. He serves oh, so okay. nervous. That was so funny. He serves so much. I just he has. I like his when his attitude comes out. Like the, that video on Twitter today, Alex, where like someone shoved a microphone in his face, and he was like, "Yeah, get he like that get that, that out, of my out of my face." I'm like, "Yes, sir. so funny." Slay. I'll be real. I'll be real. Be real. I haven't been able to take him seriously since he said. Well, right. Yes. Well, no. Before that, no, I get that. For the thing we're thinking of, oh, he he called himself the last great or the last great race car driver, and I was like, bro, did he? Something like that. He he, at the top of his ego, talk your shit, King. (laughs) I'm just like, all right, bro. You're talking like the people who like you on Twitter. Like that's how I approach. Listen, this is before he had a cup championship. This is before then. No, I don't care. Talk your shit, King. That's how I approach any Kyle Larson controversy. Past the actual serious stuff, I'm just like, yes, talk yeah, your shit, King. Because we have to acknowledge, yeah. Oh my god, um, that's funny. That is yes. funny. That was completely funny. How you did? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. You asked us what uh, our favorite drivers are, and I'm Alex, like, oh. who's your favorite driver? Um, my favorite driver is Joseph Newgarden. As you probably can tell, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex, and, uh, um, I'm not sure right now. It said Very it's cool. pronounced Joseph Newgarden, Indianapolis 500 champion. That's how you pronounce his name. True. Sorry. Very true. NASCAR overtime at the Indy 500. Let's go, boys. <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> um, one to go. NASCAR. One break. Okay. Sorry. Na- NASCAR wise, my fave's Blaney. 
Um, Very always nice. liked him. I'm yeah. big team Pien- team Penske guy. I like them. Blaney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kyle Larson, what a, what a PPG yeah. yeah, Larson and Blaney. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, congrats to I guess both of y'all for the success. Um, you know, Thank uh, you. Blaney. Yeah, I'm a also win. a New Garden fan in IndyCar, so we've okay. had a we well Alex had a great Memorial Day weekend because obviously Blaney Joseph won the and Blaney won. Chose, yeah, that was that was unfair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a so then you're I guess that's to say is that you're a Pinsky fan. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. see this little my listeners can't see it, but we have this little koala. Oh yeah, back yeah. here. That's a little. It has a little Team Penske sweatshirt on. Uh, the Team Penske us. social team yes. sent us those. Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah it was cool. great. Yeah, because we didn't buy it when uh, it was for sale. But anyways. Um, yeah, we like tweeted at them. Can you find it? And they found it for us. So it was very sweet of them. Um, uh, so our guest question. I'm very curious on your answer here. I feel like I know what it's going to be. driven and you want to drive more. I have a question for y'all. So, y'all know what my drivers oh, are? Can okay. you vibe me out? Who are, who are my favorite cup drivers? Current cup drivers. Uh, so I've got two. I've got two. You've got Ooh, two? Oh, I two. feel like I should know this. What do I, I read me? But also, you've been like a NASCAR fan for fucking ever compared to me. So it's like... Yeah. Well, like active or all Active. Time? Wait, active. I think I'm going to guess right active. now, Kevin Harvick. Is, is Kevin no. Harvick... Okay, because I was thinking like you were as a kid when Harvick started. Okay. Seen Harvick win a lot, but nah. I mean, I like Kevin Harvick, but Tyler Reddick. I do like Tyler Reddick, but it's not one of the two. Top two. He'd be uh, maybe my third. Bubba. Him or Bubba is one. Okay, I, I should have said that. Come on, that was, guys, roast me, roast me. Ro- not with Bubba, but roast me about my other favorite. Come on, I'm an old fan. Ooh, I don't know. Old fan is Chris driving a Chevy. Truex? No, Chevy. What? Truex is not in a. Sh- I know that I, I'll my give you brain. A hint. He's back again. He's no, back Jimmy. Again. No, no. <laughs> he is back again. But no, I'm talking about Chase Elliott. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, I'm that's sorry. the Hendrick driver that I like to make fun of. So okay, okay we're, <laughs> so we're okay, even. Let's hear. He has a worm on his mouth. Huh? What are you doing? A worm. He does have a worm on his mouth. <laughs> that mustache looks like a damn worm. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. There's a picture of my mom with like a little kid Chase Elliott. That's so cute. So so cute. Aww. I say little kid, but he had already made like a cup start. It was like 2015 or 16. Yeah. Oh. Like that. I have the die. Um, that's funny. The 24 car. The mm. was it? Uh, 25. 25. That's right. It was um. Napa. Darlington. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Napa know how. I'm at the wrong track. Um. <laughs> any car. Any lap. Yes. Yeah, so you can drive. I guess. No, you're good. You're good. All right. Let's introduce it. Our guest question. You can drive a lap in any car at any track. What would you pick? Yeah. I feel like I know what track, but you just go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, it's your read. question. Your answer. Oh, okay. 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 92 cup Chevy Lumina. Talladega. Okay. Lap. Simple as that. Ooh. It's a boring answer. No, but it's like not. I want to the cars I grew answers. up watching. You know, the cars I grew up watching as a kid, as a little little kid, right. and uh, Talladega. You know, uh, me being me. Uh, you know, 
uh, I get by in the world pretty well, but at Talladega, I'd rather be on the track than in the stands. It might even be safer. Um, but, <laughs> you know, sorry. Just, oh, man. <laughs> no, that's funny. I think everyone east of me is going to probably... It's know, not tweet of the week, but that's quote of the uh, week. That was funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, anyway, uh, Brandon Brown was a really good driver uh, for what he was doing. Uh, you know, that's all I'll say about that. Oh, uh, you sorry, know what? Guys. The real the real victim of that situation was Kelly Stavis. So true. Really? Yes. She was the reporter yeah. that asked that, that basically. Oh, right. Yes. yes. And she's literally. And she hasn't. Been on TV since. She hasn't been on TV. I miss the fuck out of her. Oh my god. Oh, bring her. That situation yeah. is just bad. It is. I hate that situation. It's very it's bad. Just... Um, I wanted to ask you a question because when you were asking, guess our guess your favorite driver, and I asked active or not because I was going to ask, is it Alan Kowicki? Well, Chase Elliott's not really active, Kowicki. is he? Huh. <laughs> He's on and off. Depends on what the week part time. So <laughs> um, imagine you're yeah, watching TV Alan and it's like. Oh yeah, Alan Quickie is definitely my favorite um, all time. I would say. That's I think crazy. So. Okay, um, that was gonna be my guess because you have the song. Yeah, yeah, I do. Which was inspired by, more specifically, it's it is inspired by him, but it's more specifically inspired by Junior doing the, the Polish victory lap at the 2014 Daytona 500, so cool. which okay. I felt like at the time I couldn't write a song. I felt like I had like I'd done stuff in bands and stuff like that but i at the time i didn't feel like i could write a song and that kind of came out the same weekend as that race and mm -hmm. uh there's the quote from alan quickie where it's like there'll never be another first win so i just wanted to give them something to remember me by and that was what inspired name it That's after cool. him um yeah, all time probably alan quickie uh mark martin i'm big dale jr fan i just love dale jr's story uh, on and off the track um, Ted Musgrave, underrated Winston Cup driver. Um, okay. I don't know. Uh, Dale Senior, Jeff Gordon. I grew up watching, but was never like super into either of them. Yeah, they were just um, icons at the time. Yeah, yeah, they were the big. Yeah, they were the. They were beating guys. Mark a lot, and I was upset. You know, until 1998, <laughs> which he poor kept Mark. Winning. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's for truly been us. a pleasure. Thank you all. This has been awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you yeah. for putting up with me. I'm kind of No. You know. Please. I'm Alex puts up with me up. every this single week. So he's used to I it. put up with you for a hundred and twenty some episodes. Oh my god. I'm That's, I'm doing good. You are doing good. Um but no, like every like just thank you for just um sharing your story and racing because it was just it's something I I think people need to hear, and let me yeah. talk to the person who needs to hear it specifically, who's listening to this podcast, who needs to hear it. Is you can do it too, and it's going to be, in some ways, more difficult for you than me than it was for me, and in other ways, you might find it easier. Yeah. If you want to get out there and turn, you know, your your i racing hobby into at least something that you've tried once. So you know what it feels like. You know what it smells like. You know what it feels like. You know what it feels like when you go into the turn for the first time. I encourage you to do that. And I think that it's only going to get better if you are scared. So that's for you, person who needs to hear awesome. it. And Alyssa, we're going to put your you Twitter in the description. Um, are there any other like social um, medias where people can find you on? 
She was of the stars on basically anything. Right. Uh, I'm not much of a clout hound these days. Uh, I've got my followers and I bounced. So follow me for some nice lifestyle content. I post about my cat, video games, DJ shows I'm doing. Uh, and if I, you know, get the money together to do some racing at Irwindale, you can definitely find out about it on my social media. Awesome. So thank you. Yes. Awesome. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, Gay Racing Podcast listeners, we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about IndyCar at Road America and the T for this week. So thank you so much, Alyssa, and we'll see you guys after the break. Let's go. And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, Thank you so much, Alyssa, for coming on. We are now going to talk about IndyCar at Road America. It was it was a classic Road America race. There was a lot of action at the beginning, and we had kind of a rundown to the finish that we're going to kind of recap. Alex watched the whole race. I watched the last, what, 15 laps? Because I had something going on yesterday. Something like that. Yeah. It wasn't even for Father's Day, which is the funny thing. So, um... I just had something going on. And you weren't playing a video game. And I wasn't playing a video. I would never during an IndyCar race. Never. Uh Uh-huh. Never. That's a lie. That's a lie. Well, that was different last year, I think. No, I literally played um I think I played Zelda during the Indy GP, actually. (laughs) That was definitely that's the Indy GP though. That was a thing that happened. Um the document (laughs) escaped. Oh, there it is. Um So surprisingly. Not really. Alex Pelot won again. Clap yep. if you care. <laughs> you know who cares is uh, Zach Brown. I think he's clapping. <laughs> I think he's clapping. And we're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in a bit. Um, because you oh, yeah. you brought up the point of like why is this man leaving Ganassi when he's obviously he's the guy. I don't get it. And he's not he's not yeah. one of the guys. He is the guy. No one else is holding a candle to him. That's that's a rarity in IndyCar, except when you're talking about Alex Pelot. This is a very 2021 season where it's it's looking like no one's really going to be able to challenge him, especially with the monumental point lead he has. He, um, Pelot has an average finish of 3.5 through what the last eight right or these eight races that we've had so far this year. He's won. Yep. Three of the last four. Who knows what probably could have won the Indy 500. Could have won the Indy 500, um, but he didn't. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) but he didn't. We love that. Um, He let Joseph have one. (laughs) Can I just say, Pelot tends to have bad luck at races I go to. The Indy 500, he gets wrecked on pit road by VK. Uh, Gateway, the 2021 season. He crashes. Twenty twenty one Indy Road Course. Yeah, he has like a engine issue, issue with his car. Or something. Yeah, I remember that. I remember watching I, that. Team Pinsky, come on, fly me out. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, so I think what, it's just funny. Polo has three wins. Joseph has two wins, and I what Scott McLaughlin has a win, and then the other two races are what Erickson and Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle Kirkwood, right? So it's a Ganassi. And Penske show here, and of course that one Andretti win. They Andretti almost got a second win yesterday, um, because should have. You know what? They were just getting Colton hurt already for F one by having the yeah. the most horrible strategy ever. They were just getting so him ready. Colton for Herta, so Colton Herta is going to go to Ferrari, is what you're saying? Yes, he's per, he's ready for Ferrari. If anything, underperforming yeah. cars, mind-boggling strategies. Um, 
because they apparently right they pitted him like a lap too early, which is like, you know, sounds like not a big deal. And then you remember Rat Road America, four-mile road course. It's huge. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest track on the schedule, right? So that that was a huge so. deal, right? Like when I was complaining that yep. there were nine laps to go and there was a commercial, really, it was fine. <laughs> so, but well, yeah, you you texted me like, "Oh my god, really? A commercial?" And I'm like, "This track's massive. We're yeah. gonna be here like another thirty minutes." Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, but, it was fine. But you, I uh, mean, here's the thing: it's not like Colton Herta has been knocking on the door to victory lane every week, right? No. So I mean, this is the first time really this year. May, he's, had, he's had some decent runs. Didn't he run good at Long Beach or something? Because, like, Andretti had a really good day at, I think it was Long Beach. I don't know. But this is just really unfortunate when you're the, the 26 team running how you are running. You had the entire field. Um, you were He was the guy yesterday. No one was really contending right. with him. Um, I would say Pillow and Newgarden were contending yeah, with him here and true. there, but like Herta should have won this race. They should. Like, he should have won this race. Because yeah. he, he, there wasn't and anything. This he time, do. this time, Zach, it really wasn't Colton Herta's fault. We've talked about that quite a lot. Like Herta causes his own problems. He overdrives. This wasn't yes. his fault. This was nope. the team, the strategy call, and it brings me back that they swapped out a strategist between Kyle Kirkwood. And Colton Herta. Oh, Kirkwood got a win with Colton's When dad. did that happen? Oh, that happened in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That happened uh, for Texas. Oh, before they did, Texas? like, one race. Oh. They did, like, one race, and they switched. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> they were like, hell no. <laughs> and-, <laughs> okay. and then Kirkwood gets a win, and the 26 has not really been up front oh. like it normally is, and Kirkwood has been up front, which I find very interesting. And I've seen some people say, I think even on the broadcast, Townsend Bell or Hinch, one of them said it. Like, I wonder if Brian Herta was up there if Colton would have finished this race. But we've seen bad strategy calls specifically on the 26 car time and time again, no matter the strategist. So I don't know if that would have been the case, but... I feel like it's just an Andretti thing. Andretti has that kind of vibe. I think so. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Um... So that's just really they threw that race away, and what he only finished like fifth, like he lost a lot of yeah. spots in that last run because he had to, he was saving fuel the entire time, and everyone else could basically just run to the end, no worry. So, yep. um, that's that's just really, you can't do that. Um, where's Colton points? He's like eighth, ninth. I mean, that win would have been nice. Yeah. I mean, he's like right behind Will Power Rossi. Could have jumped him up in the standings. I mean, I think Colton Herta, for how hyped up he's been, um, especially, like, last year, it would be nice if he could get, like, just a nice, solid top-five championship finish. But He needs that. Yeah. Like, if he ever wants those super license points, he's going to That's need to win a championship. That's true. Yeah. But... And by the way, we're going to talk about it later. Alex Pillow does have super licensed points. Oh, I believe so it. Keep that in mind. <laughs> him and... I think him and Newgarden, right? Like, in... Um, probably yeah. Dixon a little bit because he won the championship. So, yep. <laughs> Colton Herta though, <laughs> he not close, not close, <laughs> not close, not close. Um, so, someone who I want to give a slay of the week to is Lee Diffie because oh my gosh, this poor man could not talk. What the hell? He I went through <laughs> the whole weekend, right? For him, 
that's crazy. I, so, and I'm not being mean. I don't mean this in a mean way, but like, I wish he would have taken the day off, get some damn rest, let Ke- let Kevin Lee, I am fine with my occasional Kevin Lee IndyCar broadcast. I think he's great in the booth, to be honest. Yeah. I'll be on pit roads. Put me on pit road. I'll do it. <laughs> or call up, a, call up my man Jan Vikas. I miss him. Oh, I miss him too. Right? Aww. You know what? I guess Connor Daly was racing, but throw Connor Daly bro, in the pits. Bro, put Connor Daly in the pits. <laughs> that would be, be so fun. cruel. <laughs> it would. Make him Poor interview guy. the 20 team. <laughs> but no, for, for real, slay it to Lee Diffie. I mean, he still did a really good job yesterday, but ma- it just, you could tell he was like not feeling well. Like, that's crazy, yeah. dude. I wish. I wish he said mm-hmm. he said that ever since he left uh, Lama that he just had this he just his voice was just really struggling right because he and was... I guess t- I guess Townsend was calling it the French the French COVID or something which is funny. <laughs> you mean to but, tell um, me he caught something for a Lama broadcast that no one was able to watch? I guess. See if he. What what I talked about last week, if he would have been calling the actual uh, Motor Trend broadcast that you can watch on TV, that's worth getting yeah. sick. Oh, yeah. He was in an app. He was in an app. Screen. He caught the flu because he was in an app. But, no, Lee had just struggled all weekend with his voice. I felt so bad for him. He was just struggling. And he put out a tweet after the race, like, thank you for all the kind messages. And it's it's hard because your whole job relies on your voice. Yeah. And, you know, Lee Diffie has an iconic voice and to like struggle, that is, it can't be fun. It's got to hurt. My job's kind of similar and, to that. Like, yeah. it just sucks when you cannot talk. Mm-hmm. And I just, if I'm Lee Diffie's boss, though, here's the thing I'm like, go to fuck home. Oh, go home. And I'm going to get someone to replace you. It's so you're getting paid. I don't care. Go rest. Like, come on. Yeah. I would have made him go home and I'm, rest. I assume NBC gave him the choice. I would imagine. Lee, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> Just go home. He'll get a he'll get a week off. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, slay the weekly defeat. Yes, yeah, slay. I love um, it. So the start the start of this race um, was very IndyCar. This <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't bad. Like I was enjoying. Like it. Like they made it, it to it the first hard. turn. They didn't make it to the first turn. I was surprised. That's, I so was it surprised. wasn't like usual, typical IndyCar shenanigans. They made it to the first turn. Yeah. Yeah, I this race just really struggled to get into a rhythm. And on lap one, turn one, uh, Kyle Kirkwood gets into Pato Award and spins himself out. But IndyCar gave Kirkwood a penalty for, for av- avoidable contact. Um, with award, but, but Kirkwood's who spun. But Kirkwood already is serving a penalty. The penalty is called spinning out. Yeah. Then Zach on lap nine, oh, Renus VK, Renus VK essentially spun out, dumped um, Felix Rosenquist, <gasps> and there was no penalty. It was kind of bizarre and. Pinch and Townsend for once were agreeing in the booth and were like, that should be a penalty. That's an easy call for race control. No call. Oh, yeah, no I'm penalty. looking at this right now. Hold up. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I thought that'd be an easy call, but not a word on VK. 
Do you see it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about all that. I okay. It feels like a racing incident. Oh, never mind. Nah, he kind of died. He was not there. <laughs> he was not there. Well, I it no. was. A, I think I. I would probably put my money on that's a racing incident. Here's the thing, IndyCar. Okay. They, you know what IndyCar is. They normally don't police a lot of the accidents or the incidents. So yeah. that's a little. And they just shouldn't have penalized one, Kirkwood. I agree. There is another incident that I want to talk about, but first I want to mention Kyle Kirkwood once again recovers miraculously. He finishes ninth that's, despite that start and man. penalty. Great recovery, once again, from Kyle Kirkwood. He's a really good driver at being Obviously. able to just stay laser-focused and keep going. Putting, yeah, putting, um, getting the best incident, possible though, finish. That's ex- that's what's important in this yep. series. Another incident that did not get a penalty was Joseph Newgarden basically shoved Lungard off the track. And to me, you know, maybe I'm biased, I was like, oh, that's a racing incident because <laughs> Joseph didn't really change his line and Lungard was on the outside and just kind of had to go in the grass, and, you know, Joseph did bump him. But there was no call there, and Christian Lungard was very frustrated that there was no penalty for that. But I think it's fair. They've not, they haven't called that all season. They haven't called that in years, feel. So, yeah. And it was a very powerful move from Joseph Newgarden. It was just like, no, you're not getting by me. If you're going to go by me, you're going to go in the grass. And there was another moment with Newgarden like where in the exact same spot where Newgarden was passing Alex Pillow, I think it was the same turn, and they made contact there as well. And it was like, man, Joseph Newgarden is like not taking anything today. Like He's just elbows out, ready to go. And I think you need to do that in order to compete with Pillow for this championship. Of course, Pillow did go on to win the race, but like he was not messing around. It was impressive to watch. Yeah. Hmm. When did that happen? Was that later in the race or earlier in the race? Um, New with Lungard, I believe it was earlier. Okay. With Lungard, yeah. I was just looking for it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I I didn't see it, so and I got much to say. <laughs> staying on New Garden, there was a point in the race where I thought maybe New Garden might have this race in the bag because one, it was Herda was out front. He gets around Pillow. And then a caution comes out. And unfortunately, he gets pa- Pelot gets back by Newgarden uh, in the pits under this caution. And I think that might have been the determining factor of this race. But then on the restart, lap 29, Joseph ended up losing two more spots on the restart. He said in his post-race interview, he just chose the wrong lane to go into turn one. Mm-hmm. And he got... He got passed by Pato and Herta in that corner. Uh, into the finishing second, he gets back around Pato and Herta, obviously, because he was saving fuel. But it just lost a lot of ground to Pillow, that incident. Or not that incident, but just that restart. Yeah. And the pit ins- and just getting out of the pits. Um, did you see about uh, Marcus Armstrong, his race at all? I saw. I remember seeing him up um, when I was looking at the leaderboard. He was up in like the top 10, right? He was actually, this restart I'm just talking about, uh, the one on lap 29, Marcus Armstrong stayed out. Oh. Everyone else pitted, and well, this it was is, a bizarre call. This is ending one or two rays. 
It's either a brilliant call, which is 20% of that happening, or my man's going to end up in the grass. So what happened, Alex? <laughs> so at this point, Armstrong and everyone, everyone else, you still needed to have another pit stop. So it was like, why would you stay out here? Because you're going, you're low on fuel already. Why would you stay out? Like, maybe he was assuming we're going to just stay under yellow for a long time and just save a ton of fuel under yellow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about all that. But does not work out, has to pit like five laps later and just stays under 20 at the rest of the race, finished 24th. He led some races or led some laps in this race right. today. Yeah. And this is by far the best race of his career, but the strategy call was very bizarre and just similar to Herta. But doesn't have the results to show for it. Maybe Road America being big just made all the numbers and the math too hard. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I guess like did y'all forget? Like <laughs> Yeah, like what the heck? That's crazy. That really sucks. And you know what? Yeah, I feel bad for him. And you know who else had a bad weekend? Uh Willpower? <laughs> Well, yeah, but Roman Grosjean oh. might have had the worst weekend. Oh, I could anyone. I forgot he existed to be honest with you. Remember how we were talking yeah. about how like early in the season he could have been like a championship contender. He's finally going to get his first oh, win. Yeah. Um now he's like what? He got in an accident, right? Well, kind of. He was in a every kind time of. the camera every time the camera <laughs> would pan to Roman Grosjean, he was off the track. He's just taking. He would a miss it in one. He would miss it in five. He would miss it in the last corner. He's, he would be spun out. He's thinking outside the box. <laughs> you have to get creative if you want to beat Polo. Yes. <laughs> I guess he was already a lap down when half of this was happening. Oh, so he really had to make just, some moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Grosjean. Just I just horrendous race and Will Power. You mentioned yeah. apparently, according to Will Power. Grosjean needs to be punched in the face and is just then do a piece it. of crap. What do you mean needs to? Then do it. You have hands. Come on. Stop. We need a list of all these drivers that say, like, what, Ryan Priest, right? Ryan Priest, Will Power, yep. um, they need an ass kicking. Then do it. You I obviously, you already had your hands on one man this weekend, Will Power. So, True. what's the second man? Put your hands on all those men. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> but, but let's talk about that uh, in the practice session. Power, Dixon, crap. and Grosjean. Okay. The drama. Listen. Oh, my Here's gosh. the thing. Here's the thing. It is not every day that you see Scott Dixon do something that stupid. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah, Saturday. I mean, I don't... <laughs> it was Saturday. He still Dixon came back to finish fourth. In an entirely different car, a backup car, and he started way in the back because they were slow in qualifying because of that incident. Well, right, yeah. Still finishes fourth, just got casually, Dixon things. casually, yeah, yeah. So what happened in practice was Dixon spun and gets back going. His spotter clears him of Grosjean, conveniently Roman Grosjean, <laughs> and <laughs> and then all of a sudden he like veers. Gets back on the Over. racing line. Yeah. Yeah. But he's going way under speed. I don't know why he would do that. It was kind of weird to me. 
but he gets over, not cleared, and Will Power is there, and they just collide, and very vicious crash, actually. Kind of kind of scary so, incident. They hit the concrete barriers and everything. Yeah? So, yeah, I'm just... You know, I wasn't really saying anything. I was just like, Dixon... So, it, like, it could be on the spotter, but also Dixon has mirrors, too. And it's practice. It's not like... It's not like an intense race at Talladega where you are you have to rely on your spotter to clear you because you don't have time to, like, check and think yeah. about it. It's practice, and you just spun out. You have time to check your mirrors, you know? Um, yeah. That That's just crazy that that just happens when you're, like, Scott Dixon, yeah. a seven-time Indy, and- six-time IndyCar champion. And when you watch the replay, seven? it looks really bad. He's a six-time champion. Okay, I'm... I- <laughs> I was like, so like, yeah. Sorry. But the replay looks really, really bad. And from Will Power's perspective, I understand why he was pissed. Oh, yeah. Because Dixon just veers across the track and just rams into that was like a, nowhere. That was like a NASCAR Heat 5 like online lobby yeah. thing. Like, that's crazy. Or like the rivals in NASCAR Thunder 04. Literally. They they ram you. Yeah, 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 literally from halfway across the track. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened. But it's not Dixon. You know that he just would not just do that for fun. Like, he wouldn't for race fun. like that. For fun. <laughs> for fun. Yeah. He's bored. Like, he's not He's not Ross Chastain. He doesn't just ram into people for fun. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. He's Scott Dixon. He's a clean guy. So, after the crash finishes, they both get out of their car. And there's a very hilarious gif. I don't know if you've seen it. Will Power is doing the classic double bird. Yeah, I saw that. We haven't seen since New Hampshire 2011. Amazing. That returned. Then, camera, if you look at Scott Dixon, and J.R. Hildebrand pointed this out on Twitter, Dixon's going there shrugging his shoulders like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. What do you mean? So Who else was driving the car? Who else was so, driving? What do you mean? I think you know exactly what happened. So then... Power walks over there and is just yelling at him the whole walk over there and then grabs Dixon Ooh, by the fire suit spicy. and just yelling at him That's pointing hot. and just keeps flipping him off the happy pride yeah. <laughs> and then in the interview I was so excited for Will Power's interview with NBC because I was just like I want to know his I want to hear this, this is going to be spicy I want to hear Scott Dixon's point of view too they go to Will Power, who gives what may be the greatest interview of all time. First, he says, well, Dixon screwed up our whole weekend. Yeah. And then fair. he says, Road America, the grass, it feels like you're going to break your back if you go off track here. And this this track, they need to fix it. The gr- I'm sorry. Awful. I'm sorry. What? The grass? The, the grass. Like, it's all, like, bumpy and then rough. Don't. What does that have to do with the wreck? <laughs> It, he's just finding something to complain about. The grass. Well, that's because I guess it wasn't his fault. So now, okay, fair enough. I was about to say, well, then don't but, go off the track. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but why are you complaining was... about the grass not being smooth? Like, <laughs> so he I've heard it all. Red America for that. I've heard it all. Um, the grass isn't smooth. The grass is tearing up our splitters. What do you want them to do? Put. AstroTurf across the whole property? Do you want them to do giant that? giant-ass track. 
Are you going to pay for it, Will? Oh my god, that is funny. What what else did he say? And then, out of nowhere, and he's just like, and by the way, Roman Grosjean is a piece of crap and needs to be punched in the Why? face. Why? Just out of nowhere, I'm laughing my ass off what watching did this live. I'm like, do? What? what did Grosjean do? So NBC, the social team, they found a video. Grosjean was blocking power in practice. Okay, that's like typical, before that incident. Typical Grosjean behavior. I think it was literally just before this incident because if you recall, Grosjean was in front of power in yes, this incident. Right. Nixon got cleared of Grosjean. So I think this literally just happened back to back. If Grosjean didn't block power, Grosjean would have been the one in the incident. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Definitely. That's probably why he's mad. <laughs> that I get it now. Will he's he listen, Will Power is sixty six percent justified in that interview. The grass is a little skill issue, but whatever. But man, that interview is hilarious. Just he, out of nowhere, you think it's over and he just starts blurting out that Grosjean's awful. It's just like Okay. Blame Chastain. It's literally blame Chastain. Yeah. <laughs> someone needs to do that in a nascar interview oh my god who's like the Um, who's the most willpower personality in nascar do you think Ooh, like i don't know would it be like someone that's like hot-headed but like kind of a veteran kevin harvick Mm, i guess kevin harvick's kind of more calm these days, you know, yeah, he doesn't really get mad. Like, Is maybe it Kyle like ten Bush? years ago? Maybe Kyle Bush at this point. I feel maybe. like it's Kyle Bush at this yeah. point. Yeah, because Kyle Bush can still get pretty mad. So yeah, but other times he's like really happy. So and by the fun. way, uh, pre-race the next day after this incident, Dixon and Power were chit-chatting. I think they're cool. I mean, yeah, but I think it's. That's not something they're going to hold on to. It's just in that moment, yeah, that really sucked. Um, well, when if, if what we're thinking is right, that Grosjean blocked him probably the same lap, and then he gets wrecked by Dixon, yeah, Towers very mad. Yeah, and it's moment. like, I mean, I still don't want to take anything away from, like, Dixon making a bonehead move, because that's, mm-hmm. that is what happened. But it's like, at least Scott Dixon did it, and it wasn't like, I don't know. Kyle Kirkwood or Lungard or somebody like, or Marcus Armstrong, right? Like, you know, that, that's, that's more of a reputation thing at that point, right? That, this isn't really going to tarnish Dixon's reputation. So, right. Which is good because it's just an honest mistake. I probably, I would have done the same thing because I'm not a six time IndyCar champion. So, right. Good point. Uh, by the way, Power was on a weird strategy in the race because he sort of way in the back as well. Right. And his car was just not fast because of that incident. I think he was still using the same car. He had a different tub for the race, but that's mm. about it. Yeah. And he was leading late, but that's just because he was trying to stretch it out as far right. as he possibly could. I, yeah. He finished, I believe, 13th. Yeah, 13th in that race, which is actually, all things considered, not that bad. How his weekend was going. So, next, let's talk about, is the championship over? Because Alex Pillow has a 74-point lead. And as we talked about last IndyCar race, you get 50 points maximum for winning. Um, 
it's not looking good for everyone else well, right now. Uh, you'd want to be Alex Pillow, I think, in this situation. And going into what another road course at Mid-Ohio doesn't make it any easier because he's won the last three um, road and street course races. You know? So it's right. like... and. So how do you expect this guy to slow down going into mid-Ohio, which is going to be, I believe, the midpoint, ironically, for the season, race 9 of 17. So it's not like I can just sit here and be like, yeah, I think the the field's going to... I mean, they got two weeks to figure out something, but he's he's the guy. McLaren doesn't really have anything for him. Penske kind yeah. of can compete with him, but it's not... Again, they have their own consistency problems. Um, you know, Joseph, yeah. I think Joseph's going to be a great contender for him at Mid-Ohio, but what really can turn the tide of this championship, Alex, are the three ovals that we have left, including the two races at Iowa, because Palo, has Palo ever won an oval? I don't think so. I don't think so. Whereas we have, like, um, obviously, Joseph Newgarden is the guy, <laughs> the oval king in IndyCar, and... Even Erickson, you know, traditionally very good at these ovals. Pato Award, who's 98 points back and forth, very good at these ovals. So that's that's where the field's going to have to really seize. Um, those are that that's where the the field really has to seize because they have they have to make up these points somewhere. It's going to be at these ovals. Um, yep. You also because that we're only just halfway in the season. I think it's a bit too early to call it here because a lot can still happen. I mean, yep. if he can get that point lead in one half of the season, he can lose it in the next half. So we'll just have to and we'll have to pay attention to it. Just earlier, a few minutes ago, I was telling you that in 2021 he did win the championship that year, but he had two bad races: Gateway and Indianapolis Road Course. That's yeah. Just those two races. If that were to happen again, just two rest of the season, he's back with the rest of the field. Yeah, and of course he did win in 2021, but still, that's all it would take. Yeah, I mean, what... he is just one race ahead. But let me argue though on why this championship might be over because Palo has now done this before. He's he's played True. defense in this championship before. Now I would say he's in a greatly much better position with a. I believe I don't think he had this points lead in 2021. Did he? Certainly no. not at this point in the no. year. And I don't think he was even this fast in 2021 compared to the rest of the field. So I think just given the experience he has, and I mean, yes, he might not be winning at ovals, but he's going to finish fifth. He's going to finish fourth. He's going to finish third. See, you know what I mean? Thing. I, I think Joseph could win Iowa, Iowa in Gateway. Hello could finish fifth, fifth, fifth. And. He would still be like what, like forty. He could make up like out, maybe so. half of that, sh- half of that point lead. But then you have to consider the other five races at road and street courses, where it's like, you know, Pillow's the fastest guy. No signs of slowing down. Um, not even yeah. Colton Herta can can stop him. If Colton Herta <laughs> can't stop him. Who can? Right. <laughs> so right. Um, Penske, I think. I mean, who is going to stop him? I think we talked about this last IndyCar race. Like, who is going to stop him? Is it Joseph? Because they're starting to get more consistent, I will say. Yeah. Joseph uh, needed a race like Road America. Yeah. I really do think he did. He, he It would have helped if Joseph won and Pillow got second. That would have been huge. Mm-hmm. Like a little swing. But yeah, I mean, 
I think if Joseph Newgarden goes into Iowa and performs like he did a year ago, I know Iowa too he wrecked out. But like if he performs the way he did last year there in that gateway, I think Joseph Newgarden needs to win both Iowa races to win this championship this year. And where have I heard this before? Last year. We go through the same thing every year with Joseph where he's always playing the offense. Um, He's always behind. Always behind. And I don't mean that in a good way. I'm sorry. It it doesn't matter how quote-unquote good we think he can play offense, but it's not even offense at this point. It's just he's behind. I mean, and I hope that 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 two team doesn't feel um pressured or that they put too much pressure on themselves going in to once we get to Iowa in a few weeks um cuz mid ohio i think mid ohio is going to be kind of the it's going to be an important race for mentality i think between these yeah. championship contenders um i think if joseph really wants to have a shot he needs to have a he i think he needs to win mid ohio because if Polo gets another win at yeah. Mid Ohio, what it's gonna we're, we're gonna be talking yeah, no. about like 80, 90 point lead. Like, what you are need we gonna to start do? beating Polo? You need to you beat Polo at these road him. courses. You can't just rely on the ovals because the schedule yeah. sucks and there isn't enough ovals. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll have to see how it I plays will out. Say, if Polo wins a race at Iowa, I think this thing's over. Well, yeah, I think I think that is. You can write that down. If Polo wins a Iowa race, not even both, one of them, it's done. I think if he gets a podium, it's like, how do you even... You're not even making up anything. But but then it's like, he could still have an issue, but he has an entire race gap right now. It's approaching. It's like a race and a half gap. It is. Like a race win and 25 points. Yeah, crazy. I don't know. It's going to be hard. And I will say, I don't... Let's let's say something were to happen to Polo. I think even then you're down to just Erickson, Newgarden, Award, and Dixon because everyone else is 125 plus points out. Right. I think McLaughlin's out. I think Rossi's out. And Joseph's going to qualify far. 14th at least two of the last but nine races. So you know counterpoint counterpoint to that Zach oh. Newgarden has made the fast six two races in a row. And before Detroit, he had not made the fast six since Nashville last year. That's good. Yeah. So I think that is a huge part of why he actually ran good wow. at both Detroit and, and Joseph, America. Joseph won Mid-Ohio last year, right? I think Scott McLaughlin won there last year. Yeah, he won there the year before, I think. He won at Mid-Ohio one of the last two years. Yeah, I think you're right. McLaughlin won there mm-hmm. last year. But it's a good Penske track then. Um, but Road America was too, so <laughs> yep. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun to follow. But yeah. no matter what, by the way, this has been a great season, in my opinion. Oh, like yeah. even if this championship's like over, over, like this is still fun to watch. IndyCar is fantastic. Yeah. And speak of, as we transition into the tea, Ooh, and we have tea. a lot of tea this week. It's some good tea. We have a new little segment if you want to call it that tweet of the week it's part of the t um at motorsports nbc made a tweet about f1 but not directly um they made the f1 fans mad at least by saying this yes it wasn't well, about if you f1. want to see cars yeah they didn't they didn't yeah, say go, it was about f1 go ahead read the tweet 
they said, quote, if you want to see cars pass each other, watch IndyCar. Did they? Wait a minute. They didn't say F1 anywhere in that tweet. And yet Mm -mm. all of the Formula One fans are coming into this tweet adding themselves. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, tweet of the week to at Motorsports NBC. And then they backed it up with some stats from Road America. No way. With a graphic. 444 on-track passes at Road America. 386 were for position. 110 were within the top 10. And 32 were within the top. Wow. They see F1 fans don't understand that because they're not used to actual racing for the for the top few positions. So, and before we recorded this, Zach, I was on Twitter. As one is, I saw a tweet under this. I saw a reply to this tweet that I'm talking about, and said, "Yeah, but those passes don't really mean anything because in F1 it matters more, like track position." So, like, it doesn't even matter that there's that many passes. What kind of 4D chess? What kind of 4D chess mental gymnastics Simone Biles up in the brain is that? Huh? Simone Biles. What? Ma'am. Yeah. So, this person said there's too much passing. I am holding my microphone. Oh, Oh, my God. So, you mean to tell me these passes... The... I'm... I'm confused as hell if you couldn't tell. Those passes don't mean as much. Or they do mean more. They do mean more. The passes in F1 mean more because Mm -hmm. those passes, because they're more rare. Is that what they're saying? Because they're more rare because they never happen. They're harder to get. Let me read the tweets to you. Let me read the tweets to you. I might need a visual at this point. I'll send I'll just send read. it to you. Yeah, IndyCar has so many overtakes that they're almost meaningless. Positions okay. change so frequently and easily that they aren't as significant as they are in F1. Should F1 have more? Sure. Does IndyCar so, yes. have too much meaning passes? Too they much. Yes. Okay. They say they have IndyCar has too much passing. That is a valid criticism, not in this situation. If you want to look at even IndyCar at like California a few years ago, I could see an argument that that's too much passing because it was a little bit ridiculous. It was a good race, but it was a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at Road America, where it's just drivers actually battling for position, mm-hmm. mm, I don't think that. I, I, God. It's funny. I. That's. How does how does a racing series have too many passes? I I gotta Alex, I need to stop talking about this because it literally does not make sense. It's a good problem to have too many passes. That's a good problem to have. Man, my opinion. We went from having bad social media to now we have too many passes. Oh, darn. Well, we'll figure it out one day, guys. But not 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 this year. Try next year. And since you made that point, by the way, IndyCar social media is still really good this year. I'm very impressed. Yeah. So, congratulations, NBC. You get the first tweet of the week. 
The yeah. Slay of the Week holders now get our new award, the Tweet of the Week. How about that? <laughs> tweet, we got Tweet of the Week. NBC is about to get Slay of the Week next year. They're about NBC Sweep. NBC Sweep. Yep. NBC Sweep. Yep. Get out the broom. All right. Next thing of tea here, we're going to kind of get into the Chip Ganassi racing drama. First, before we talk about Polo, uh, Marcus Erickson, we've talked about this before, but he talked to Kevin Lee, and Kevin Lee reported this on Peacock during one of the practice sessions, that he is getting very frustrated with Ganassi, that they're not giving him an offer that he wants. And it's basically that Erickson wants to be paid for his talents and his skill, because he won them in Indy 500. He's yes. won them several races. He's been a championship contender. Yes. But Ganassi is treating him as a pay driver because Erickson brings in the, the sponsorship yeah. with Husky. That's... <sighs> who runs Chip Ganassi Racing? I know it's Chip Ganassi, but who... Ri- who is... Listen... There are not a lot of drivers in the IndyCar that are better than Marcus Erickson. There's, I guess, Alex Pillow, obviously. There's Scott mm-hmm. Dixon, but he's not going to be around for that long. There's, I guess, Joseph Newgarden. There's maybe, who else? Maybe Pato Award, but not really. <laughs> I would almost I'm make an argument. No. I would make an argument that Marcus Erickson's better than um, Pato Award. He's young. He's an Indy 500 champion, almost a two-time back-to-back Indy 500 yep. champion. You are an idiot if you do not invest in this guy and you let him walk away. You are an idiot. I'm sorry. But that like that's cra- I I I feel bad for Marcus cuz he should be being paid yep. for skill cuz he has skilled. He 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 is one of the top 3 best drivers in IndyCar, I would argue. I am arguing I that agree. actually. So, yeah. What the what That's crazy. My and man's second in points right now. Do you remember last year when Kyle Busch started going to the media saying, expressing his frustration, like go to talk JGR. to Joe Gibbs, all yeah. that stuff? Yeah. Yes. So Erickson was kind of talking to Kevin Lee, NBC's Kevin Lee about this. And Kevin Lee asked him like, hey, is this like off the record? Should I not report this? Erickson told him, no, report this. I'm talk about it. That's what Kevin Lee said on air. Is like, no, he told me I can say this. You know, so Erickson had a little bit he's of he's putting public pressure now. Erickson had an off week this weekend, wouldn't you say? Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. That has something to do with it. Kyle Busch is my evidence. He had a horrible year last year. This don't you yeah. can't. I don't think drivers can. You can even look at Palo last year, where he was kind of missing in action. But now he's miraculously back True. this year. Um, true. this off-track true. stuff weighs on these drivers. They are they are thinking about it in the middle of the night because that's their it's their job. Their job is in question mm-hmm. and on the line. There might not be a better team than Chip Ganassi Racing for Marcus Erickson. Marcus Erickson wants to race for Chip Ganassi Racing, but he also wants to be respected by Chip Ganassi Racing. Yep. And right now, he might not be racing for them or being respected by them in a few months. So, that's just the situation he's in. I wouldn't be sleeping well, and I certainly would not be performing at 100%. So, wow. Yeah. And especially when you we look now, Alex, at Alex Pillow, who is, what, going to McLaren next year, correct? Yes? 
Yes. And let, let's talk about that. Because, it, because they're related to me. They're related to me. And I'll explain why. They are. And you know, with this whole Erickson drama, it kind of sounds like Ganassi is trying to convince Polo to stay. And like, why wouldn't you? Because Polo is lighting the world on fire. There's so much great chemistry there. Yeah. From what I've read, like uh, Marshall Pruitt's done a lot of art- articles about this situation, is that Erickson just wants to be respected and treated like the same as they treat Alex Polo, basically, yeah. and and Scott Dixon, or even yeah, Scott Dixon. But, I mean, you don't you don't get rid of Scott Dixon because yeah. <laughs> he's Scott but, Dixon, right? So Ganassi is facing a situation where they might lose Alex Polo and Marcus Erickson. And then they're going to have Scott Dixon, who could retire whenever he wants. I don't think he's going to, but he could. Just yeah, whenever. Soon. That's, Certainly soon. FYI, Scott Dixon and Kevin Harvick, who is retiring in Cup, they made their debuts the same year. Yeah. I mean, in their respective series. Dixon might not be racing in five years, to be honest, in IndyCar. Like, he's, yeah. getting, he's getting up there. So, why would Ganassi play with fire and lose their two guys who are basically the heir apparent to Scott Dixon? I don't get it. So it sounds like Ganassi's like, please, can we talk you into staying to Alex Polo? Especially with talks have been increasing, it sounds like, ever since the Erickson stuff has come up. They're trying to get Polo to stay. Uh Uh-huh. Well, and if you're Polo, it's like, why would you leave anyways? Yeah. I feel like it'd be very goofy for Alex Polo to leave. Like, yeah. They have the best driver roster in all of IndyCar. They do. And they're just going to blow it up. Penske is the only team that can kind of compete with it. Yeah. Like, they have they have two series champions, an Indy 500 champion, who's also a former F1 driver. Like, it's just, yeah, you can't. Don't fumble the bag. Give them what they want. You're not going to find drivers like Alex Pillow or Marcus Erickson anywhere else. I'm sorry, and, but you can't. And if you do, they're at Team Penske. And let's talk about McLaren real quick, because they are a core part of this. Zach Brown just a few weeks ago was saying, yeah, we're keeping an eye on Erickson. We'd be interested. I feel like he was just messing with Ganassi. He should. Quite frankly. He's got money. But, I mean, let's look at that car that Pillow would drive next year, which is Rosenquist's car. That car hasn't won a race. It's not the best car over there. Yeah. If Polo, it seems, wants to go to Formula One. Like, actually, unlike Colton Herta. Like, actually wants to yeah! go to Formula One. <laughs> 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 and the best option appears to be McLaren. Because actually, they already have yeah, right. an F1 team. Funny. Right? actually (laughs) but if you're mclaren and your guy who you've already signed to be your reserve driver alex polo is just dominating over with ganassi wouldn't you be inclined maybe to just let him stay in the 10 car until you're ready to pull him over to f1 i mean think about it no i feel like that might no because you want mclaren they would want yeah. him to come over to their team to make them money, right? But I don't I don't think he'd win over there. An IndyCar. An F1, you mean? 
Oh, an IndyCar even, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, Either. Either. I'm talking about IndyCar, but yeah. Well... Because if the if the long-term goal is for Alex Pillow to drive for McLaren in F1, why don't you just let him rack up all these championships and stuff in, with Ganassi and then pull him out when you're ready? Because, like, who are they going to get rid of at McLaren right now anyway? Lando Norris or Oscar Piastri? They just signed Piastri. Yeah. They're going to kick out Lando Norris? Like, I don't... Where's the opening at in F1 anyway? F1's just a... There's so much negative energy anytime you discuss a driver going to F1. Yeah. Because you're not going to win. Period. I'm sorry. You're not going to win. At all. And, by the way... The other thing with the situation is with Ericsson or Polo is that the only other big ride that's opening is like the 29 at Andretti because it sounds like DeFrancesco is probably not coming back next year is kind of what I've heard. But uh, um, that's like an article from Pruitt. Sorry. So, so Polo's so other option is the 29. Yeah, or Ericsson. If Ericsson can't renew with Ganassi because they're being stuck up, he would go to the 29. And that car, I don't know if it's the car or what, but then Andretti would have a full stacked lineup for the first time in a while. But then maybe Pelot would go over to Andretti because they, would, they want to actually go to F1 and Pelot actually has a super license points. Now that's cooking. Colton that's cooking. That's I'm just cooking. saying. That's actually cooking. I could see that. But just going the Andretti for fun? <laughs> I don't know. I no, Honestly, I it's best for everybody involved, for them, for everybody to stay where they are in IndyCar. Oh, I uh, totally agree. Absolutely. Yes. Will that happen? No. Well, because people are dumb. This is going to be something to follow the rest of the season. Maybe years to come. Like, maybe they sign Pelot to another one-year deal at Ganassi or something. That's how they resolved this, was for him to drive one more year This at reminds Ganassi me of, like, Kislowski leaving Penske. Yep. It's Same like, vibes. when is it this year he's going to leave Penske? Like, it's just... That's not healthy. Yep. That's not healthy, but it's business. It's, it's not. racing business. Um, I just... Yeah. Part of me wishes these... I wish IndyCar's prestige would go up. Um, especially since they have more passes than F1. <laughs> because it's just like, yeah. I want these drivers to stop wanting to go to F1. Just stop. It's not mm-hmm. worth it. It's really not. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's really easy for me to say that. It is so yeah. easy for me to say that. But we're not yeah. these race car drivers. And I get it. I, I do want to clarify. I don't know anything about the Andretti thing. It's just like a theory yeah. I had. Like, if you're below, I feel like if you want to go to F1... Sign with Andretti, take over the 29, and then you can get your super license points and just go if you want to go. I don't think that's a good idea, but if you if you're if you want to go to F1, you're gonna be waiting for McLaren to kick out someone else who's the same age as yeah, you. Just so you can finish like 10th. I don't even know how McLaren's doing in F1, actually. <laughs> I don't think they're doing good. I think they've been running like 17th, 16th. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so like Pelot's talent would be wasted over there. Because I caught the heard us, I caught the end of the Canadian Grand Prix, but um, yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, you know. 
But yeah, that's something to follow. We'll update you yeah, just like we did with Kyle Bush last year. I love Silly Season. Yeah, Very interesting, especially this stuff. McLaren and F1 is sixth in the constructor standings, which, you know. Uh, okay. Yikes. Hmm. Moving on to more IndyCar stuff. Uh, Roger Penske took a stop at the Milwaukee Mile uh, before the race of Road America. That This track is about, I believe it said an hour and a half from Road America. It's also about an hour and a half from Chicago. Uh, the track, according to Roger Penske, needs to make more safety enhancements before IndyCar can return. And there is no deal signed, nothing but Penske wanted to go check out the facility because they are talking IndyCar it's and a the prime. track. And it's, we've heard that with know, rumors. It's prime prime mm-hmm. real estate to just go back racing, in my opinion. We agree. But basically, both the track and IndyCar, they want to make it happen. But Penske says that they need to make more improvements to safety. I'm not sure. They, I didn't see any specifics. There's an article by Nathan Brown of the Indy Star talks all about this little meeting Pinsky did over there. Uh, Pinsky said in the article, quote, I'd like to get more ovals, and this would be a great one. End quote. I totally agree. Uh, the NASCAR trucks are returning to Milwaukee in August. Uh, IndyCar hasn't raced there in almost a decade, which is crazy. Um, and the big part of this article by Nathan Brown that stood out to me was that IndyCar would not leave Road America for Milwaukee, because they are really close, unlike NASCAR and Chicago, because NASCAR left Road America for Chicago, the downtown course. Found that interesting. Hmm. Yeah, because I understand that like they are very close, like Milwaukee and Road America, but also just look at I, I want to talk about Road America actually, because they used to do a thing where they would have well, like last year, they would have the IndyCar weekend. Two weeks later, they would have um the NASCAR weekend, then maybe I think two weeks after that, they'd have the IMSA weekend or something. It's like, you can have multiple events even at the same track and have the same kind yeah. of business. Um, So, you can have... That's just giving that market more of a reason to go to an IndyCar race, because now they have... To, they, they can go twice. They can spend twice the amount of money that they were going to before. I, I don't think it's a really a competing right. thing, especially since they're two completely different types of tracks. But um Yeah. I don't know. I mean maybe there are some people that can only go to one race, but come on, bro. Just like if if people are showing up to all those Road America weekends, I think Milwaukee, an hour and a half away or whatever, can have its own weekend near Road America. So yeah. Um I don't really have much to say about it because I just completely agree. Like, yeah. Um we'll see how the truck yeah. race is there it should be hopefully good i bet you pinsky entertainment will be watching that race very closely to see how like attendance is and any improvements that they make and by the way in this article uh by the indy star uh pinsky said that he talked to it's like the tracks on like a fairgrounds Mm -hmm. location and he talked to the fair board and they said they're on board with all the changes pinsky suggested they make that's good again they don't specify what they are but they're on safety I imagine I don't know if it's, it's like safer barriers. Yeah, or that's the only thing I can imagine. Like maybe like certain yeah. things with the catch fencing or something. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But that's sounds like that's all that's keeping IndyCar from going back to Milwaukee. And it sounds like the track promoters are willing to make those changes. I think we'll it see. It might it happen, not be then. next year. We'll see it. Happen, I think we'll though. see it happen. Yeah, yeah. And last thing in the T. This actually broke today. We have talked about this before. 
However, we now know when it's going to be official. Matt Weaver, our good friend Matt Weaver, broke the news that Josh Berry replacing Kevin Harvick will be made official on Wednesday. And since then, Stortos Racing has come out and scheduled in a major announcement will be happening at 1 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. So, big news. Uh, Josh Berry will be confirmed to drive the four car next year on Wednesday. Nice. Good good for him. I think that's good for him. Good for Stuart Haas Racing. We've talked about it before. It's a good... Yep. It's just a good move for all parties involved. Stuart Haas Racing needs someone like Josh Berry with just talent. Um... They're going to yep. be, they're still going to, you know, they're, the absence of Kevin Harvick will be felt in that race team, and they have a lot of work to do oh, outside yeah. of their driver lineup, but not to ignore the work they have to do with their driver lineup either. So, um, yeah. I wish the best for Josh Berry because he's talented, and I hope he doesn't flop yeah. in this ride. I really am nervous about that. I am very nervous, but that Kevin Harvick, man, this team could easily be a team that's running in the mid-20s. Every week. Yep. All four. Yep. I we talked about this a lot last year. I really think SHR should just downsize, downsize the three cars, yep. get rid of the ten or something. I yep. we'll see. See what happens. And speak of the ten, keep an eye on that. I've heard rumors about things in specific places. The, I've heard that maybe they're looking at You've heard rumors about some things in specific places. Could you be any more vague? Could you be um, any more vague, Alexander? <laughs> they are looking at all of the front row motorsports drivers for the 10. Like, all of one them. of them will probably be in the 10. Todd Gillen, Zane Smith, them. Michael McDowell, like all of them? Like, <laughs> at once? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's going to be a three-man cruiser. One's going to be at steering, one's on the brake, one's on the throttle. <laughs> Um, no, I, I've just read rumblings. I don't know anything. Hashtag I just like read stuff. Um, Todd Gillen, please. That is what I would like. Well, Michael McDowell is know. not the worst buy. Because if McDowell can have these really good runs in the 34 car, that may or may not be better than Stuart Haas racing at this point. I don't know. <laughs> I think they need a veteran and Michael McDowell might not be a bad option. McDowell's we, we forget that McDowell's been doing this for a while and you know, it doesn't matter that he hasn't won a lot of races. He's been close. Mm-hmm. He's won the Daytona 500. He's, he's got a lot of experience more than Josh yeah. Berry, more than Cole Custer, more than Ryan priest, more than whoever else they could get in that car. Right. Todd Gillen, yeah. so that'd be a good pick. Yeah, and and by the way, Eric Almarola is still thinking about if he's going to retire now. So it might just be Almarola again. Maybe out. Oh. Eric Almarola. He would love Ganassi. He would love to go to Ganassi IndyCar. He would love Ganassi. He, one, give me these one-year contracts, bro. Just retire. You have a son. Jesus, spend time with him. You have enough bacon. You have Come enough on. money, bacon. It's probably. I bet Everything. it's just like the Daytona 500. I bet that's lingering on him. Oh, yeah, he came so close to winning that. Ooh, a few times yeah. at this point, it feels like. Yeah, I what I would do with the 10, personally, is put McDowell in there for like a year or two, and then either Zane Smith or Todd Gilland after. Yeah. Let Smith and Gilland be teammates at front row for a few years. I think that would actually work out really good, especially with how good Gilland's doing right now. Yeah, probably. Yep. We'll see what happens, but... Yeah, I don't know. Harrison Burton's got. Wait, wait. 
What if Harrison Burton and yeah. Todd Gillen become teammates at like front row because Harrison's uh, inevitably going to get kicked out of Wood Brothers? I could see it. Not going to lie. That'd be really, really cute. cute. That'd be really cute. Oh, Like, I feel bad, but also well, that'd good, be really The fun. good timeline is they both somehow end up as Stuart Haas, actually. Is that the good timeline? I don't know. Harrison would still be running 25th every week. Those SHR cars are not that good. Except the four. But they have potential. I feel like what I feel okay. like Harrison has no upward like growth at if he stays in the twenty one anyways. So that's why if something yeah. happens with that, I'm not even like too worried about it. The only thing I'm worried mm-hmm. about is him just losing a ride in the cup series at all, which is realistic. But whatever. Yeah. Not to put that in y'all's we'll heads, see. but you know. <laughs> If Brad Keselowski doesn't leave Penske, Harrison Burton is in the 22 Xfinity car. I'm still mad about it. I, I wish that would have happened. Damn it. Yeah, anyway. I don't I know, know if he was ready for Cup. Anyway. Yeah. Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. Uh, IndyCar, I got another point. It is now 12 to 3. Joseph got second, and Erickson, your pick, got sixth. Yeah. NASCAR. At Nashville, NBC Sports is back. I am so excited. Yeah. It'll be a good race. Nashville is always kind of a good race. I am ready. Let me type up my pick. All right. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. See what we got. Okay. We both picked Kyle Larson. No one's surprised. He won there two years ago. He ran pretty good there last year. I'm typing out my second pick. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. All right, I am also ready. Three, two, one. Oh, Ooh. so I picked okay, Martin okay. Truex Jr. and Alex has picked Denny Hamlin. My man Truex is on a roll, so he is. I think I have the he edge my, here. He I'm was gonna, my third choice. I think I have the edge here. I think Truex is on a roll. Um, that's it. That's I don't. I don't like. He's he's just he's gonna, yeah. I don't have anything to say. He's Martin Truex Jr. at Hamlin this year. I mean, well, he has the win at Kansas, right? And he's had some decent runs, but I just think there's some inconsistency with that 11 team, and he's always getting himself into some drama, so I'm just... um, But he was... Certainly, Hamlin was up there on drivers I probably would have picked, you know, maybe for my fifth pick or something. So, that's pretty cool. I mean, Hamlin's been really good on the mile and a half this year. I mean, he won Kansas. Well, it's a mile and a third. I and I don't even, mean, to be honest, I don't even mean that to be, like, um, a smart aleck. But, like, Nashville is really different than mile and a half, to be yeah. honest with you. It's so much more flatter and tighter. So, I feel like yeah. you can't even make that comparison at this point. Like, Arrow's going to yeah. play a factor, but That's also, I, I look at Gateway a little bit, to be honest. Okay. So, also watch Kyle Busch. I think you also yeah, have to just, watch Kyle Busch. I was Bush. just going to say. Yeah. I think I might have picked him next, to be honest with you. I, I wasn't really sold on it, though. But um, I'm expecting a good race. I'll be watching 110% of it. I'll be watching from the moment NBC gets on air. I will be... Oh, my God. I'm so excited, man. Yeah. I'm it's so it's going to be I haven't, I haven't been this excited for a NASCAR race since Kansas, because I was going to that race. Yeah. And before that, Daytona, because it's Daytona. I'm so, so curious I'm, I'm what the pumped. intro is going to look like. Cause they always do some kind of music. 
Is Jackson doing the intro again? Well, hasn't he done it the last two years? So I think they change I it. They so. change it every two years, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, Jackson. They fired him. <laughs> they fired need to get ZZ Ward back on it. Have ZZ Ward do, like, um, oh, God. another song. Like, what's a good classic song? We're gay. That's not really our gay culture, but, like, I'm trying to, like... What's a good classic song? I don't know. Something that, like... I can't drive 55 well, would be kind of sexy. That would be kind of that it's a little it's a little basic, but it wouldn't yeah. be bad. Didn't they use mm-hmm. that in the Mario movie? That song during the Donkey I Kong think they did. scene with I the think car. They did. <laughs> I don't know. Like God. I I like that. I like that vibe. So um, yeah. it's like the TNT intro with Born to be Wild. Like that's just that's yeah, the, that's oh. my favorite vibe of NASCAR intro. Use some old classic rock song or something. Mm-hmm. So, but oh, yeah, wow, that was a good episode. Great episode. Yeah. Um. Again, I loved our conversation we had with Alyssa. Please go follow her on Twitter and just wherever Spotify. Just love her to death. Love that conversation we had. Fun music too. Yeah, check out her music. Yep. Fun stuff. Yep. Oh god, so much fun. Um, so you can follow us at Gay Racing Pod to keep up with our fantasy during the race weekend, um, and anything else with our podcast if we're doing something fun. Um, follow me at Dreamy Zach GP and follow Alex at Newgaden. Um, leave us a rating on Spotify and Apple if you enjoyed today's episode. Um, thank you guys so much for the support on the podcast. We are having a great... We have had a great Pride Month here on the Gay Racing Podcast. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone else has had a great Pride Month, too. Um, remember to stay true to One yourselves. One more week of Pride Month. One more week of... July 1st. <laughs> Chicago is going to be the most homophobic <laughs> race weekend. <laughs> we go straight from, like, this, all this Pride energy to Merca! <laughs> oh, my God. God would have wanted. That's uh, okay. It won't be a pride parade, but it'll certainly be a parade, because it'll be 15 cars. It'll be something. It'll be a parade. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, that reminds me. I said something during that Motorsports uh, that Motorsports NBC tweet. I, I threw shade at NASCAR about the lack of passes, because well, they can't pass because they're always under caution. So. True. NASCAR, That's yeah. very true. Very true. So we'll see you guys next time to talk about Nashville um, have a great week. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. We're less weird.